It's Victory Monday. NC State beats Clemson. Oh, hold on, hold on, Grayson. Hold on. I'm I'm getting a call. Yeah, yeah. Hold, all right, hold on, Chuck. Hold on, hold on. We we seem to have a a message of some sort. It says to Steve Smith Senior from Locked On Wolfpack. Ice up, son. Go pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Happy Monday. It's a victory Monday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. We are recapping a great homecoming win in the yeah. textile ball. NC State escapes Clemson's late comeback by a score of 24 to 17, a win that NC State desperately needed to have at this point in the season, as five and three feels a whole lot better than four and four would have. Grayson, I warned you all coming in. Every game is winnable, every game is losable. Grayson and I both picked against the pack. In this game. Reverse psychology, but, baby. But not only that, not only that, but we knew that this game was going to be close either way it went. We yeah. knew that it'd be a surprise for either team to roll in this game. And so to see um, to see the pack pull away with a, a one-touchdown win, I wouldn't say it's the most surprising thing in the world because, again, every game, I promise you, when you actually look at the teams in front of us, don't look at the name. Look at the team. And don't even look at the name of the guys on the team. Look at what those guys have been doing this year. Every game's winnable, but every game's losable as well. And not to look too far ahead, but we have Miami coming up this weekend. And with how Miami has looked recently, you got to feel a lot more confident that NC State will show up for this one as well, especially coming off of the heels of a big-time victory with Clemson. We're now going to dive into Kenton's keys that we discussed on Friday. We're going to take a look back at some of the things we predicted we needed to do in order yeah. to pull out the victory. Won't surprise you to know that I think these were our most accurate keys of the season so far, but more often than not, the things that we discuss are usually what makes or breaks us. I think we outlined exactly what we needed to do in order to beat Clemson, and subsequently we got the result we wanted. But offensive side of the ball, Kenton, let's walk back into those keys. Yeah, so offensively, the first one, I said this was going to be a race to 21, and so, you know, score 21-plus. Uh, or actually score 24 plus was the uh, goal here. And we scored exactly 24. So check there. We did what we needed to do um, in terms of that. The second key was less than seven uh, third and longs, which are defined as third and seven plus. Um, and here's the thing about this, right? This was about staying on schedule. This was about making the game easy for MJ because if you're in third and short, teams can't just pin their ears back and come – then, you know, come at you however they want. They can't just send whatever funky dog they want in terms of like, oh, we can get creative with the blitzes because we know you're going to be holding on to the ball for some time. Yeah. And so um, 
that was the goal. We had 10 of those, so we missed that goal. The last one was no more than one turnover, and we had zero. So offensively, we went two for three on the keys. You know, some of the stuff that we've discussed here these last couple weeks and the frustrations was not beating yourself. And this was finally a game where it looked like we made a conscious effort to not beat ourselves. We did just enough on offense. I thought the defense played a spectacular game. We'll talk about them in just a second. But I believe there were zero penalties from the offensive line this game. That's an excellent improvement, especially in a game like this one. And it just goes to show you how important the discipline is on things like that. The the pre-snap penalties, you know, when you look back at Duke, absolute killer. We had some against Marshall, absolute killer. When you play much more consistent on offense, and I know it's funny to hear consistent in offense being some of the struggles we continue to see in this game, but when you give yourself a shot on offense, those are the type of things that will win you a ball game. Switching gears here now, the defense, the defensive keys. What do we have? Upon the game, I, I realized like, all right, I kind of left things a little open-ended here, but it was not intentional, I promise. The first key was to stop the two-headed beast in the backfield in terms of Mafa and Shipley, hold them under 130 total yards and um, one touchdown or less. So here's the thing. We held them under the total yards. The total yardage was 105. However, they did get two touchdowns. So we're going to give them partial credit. Like if we were in school right now, we'll give them half a point here. So we'll give them half there. And then the second one was make K. Klubnik beat you um, consistently, which means no big plays. And I meant to say no big play touchdowns because that's the biggest thing. Even if you do get a big chunk play, if you still have to get into the end zone after that, I mean, it's not ideal, but it's better than some of the things we've seen in the past with 80 plus yarders and all that. Like, that's just not ideal. Um, So they did get one 40 yarder, but it was not a touchdown. So we gave another half credit there. And the third key was to force two or more turnovers. And we got exactly two interceptions, if I uh, do recall correctly. So we got a full point there, which brings us to a grand total of four out of six keys. One thing I'm starting to notice, you can beat bad teams without like doing all of the little things right or without accomplishing the big overarching themes that you should. Um, but when you're playing a good team, when you're playing the team that is, you know, they're no joke. And I don't care what anybody says. Oh, Clemson has X amount of conference losses or whatever this year. Sure. Sounds good in theory. But the reality is this is still a very quality team that if you allow them to, they can easily take. you. I'll work backwards through these. The two turnovers, of course, you had Boykin earlier in the game. And then you had Peyton Wilson with the pick six in such a crucial moment of that game. The old saying that for great players, the ball will find you. Exactly what happened on that pick six for Peyton. Really didn't have to do anything other than just let the ball fall into his lap and then take off in the end zone. But luck, my friend, is when preparation meets opportunity. Okay. He was prepared. Better. He was prepared to intercept that ball when the opportunity presented, and he went back to those Orange high school days where he played quarterback, running back, tight end, receiver. He played it all, and he showed it on those return skills. Players that are so dynamic in everything they do, good things tend to happen for them, and that's exactly what happened for Peyton there. On Friday, we discussed that we absolutely had to make Cade Klubnik beat you, and that is exactly what we did in this game because I knew if NC State didn't beat NC State, then Klubnik wasn't going to do it either. Because no. all of the struggles we've seen from Klubnik, mentioned this in the live episode uh, Saturday evening, they have been well-documented. Some of the decision-making just hasn't been there all season long. And so didn't allow any backbreakers, and that was great to see in that game. And then, of course, holding Shipley and Mafa in check. Of course, Shipley, 
exited the game with injury. Certainly hope he's okay because that was a brutal hit there yeah. at the goal line. Yeah, we're, we're and, praying for uh, his safe recovery and that he yeah. doesn't miss extended time with it's, whatever that hit uh, was there. Tough to see Shipley go down in his second trip to Raleigh. Of course, he got hurt the first time we saw him up here as well, but certainly hope that he is okay. But, you know, the defense, even against Mafa, he had that one long run. I think it was for like 40, 41 yards. Mm-hmm. That was all That was all the dynamic plays you saw out of Clemson. Everything else was pretty much a short, sometimes a check down that just went for, you know, 15 to 20 yards. So defense played an excellent ball game. A lot of success in the, the, the game plan aspect of what had to happen in order to bring home a win. And ultimately we did. Coming up next, we have a discussion on Kevin Concepcion as ultimately he is this offense. He is that guy as I tweeted with the graphic on Saturday. Uh, A lot to discuss in terms of some of the fan reactions, his production on the field, and what to expect coming up. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. It's now time for your game changer of the week, and that is Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full of flavor and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Their brews are great-tasting and award-winning, beating out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, which includes IPAs, Golden, Sours, and more. They're fit for all times, whether you're watching the big game or your kid's game, tackling work, or working out, no matter the occasion, they have you covered. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off of your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, at checkout for 15% off of athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Our second sponsor of the day is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience, that's what brings home the winning trophy. But it's also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. That's because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Moving forward here on this Monday, I wanted to block off a whole portion of this show to talk about Kevin Concepcion because it is absolutely warranted. See the graphic we made on Saturday. Seven touches, 134 all-purpose yards and the two reception touchdowns he had. Game changer, as he has been all year for this NC State Wolfpack team. Even demonstrating the ability to be effective on the ground. Of course, I have joked previously that potentially Casey needs to be like the Debo Samuel for NC State. And I think at this point, it might not even be a joke anymore. The 50-yard run that Casey had that was capped by that rollout touchdown, MJ finding Casey into the corner of the end zone there. I love the the effort from Robert and I in this game particularly to get the ball into his hands. We've talked about the the lack of the lack of help from all the other skill players that haven't just haven't quite shown up and so Casey has to be the guy 
And in doing that, you have to get a bit more creative in getting the ball into his hands. Then you had the later reception touchdown, just kind of like a basic slant, made one guy miss, and it was off to the races. But the season that Casey is having this year, you talk about projecting into the future and even the rest of this season could be looking at one of the greatest wide receivers to come through NC State, which is crazy to say because we're only through eight games here of his young career. But the the dynamic playmaking ability from just a true freshman has been remarkable so far. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of hearing people say, oh, this is his last year in Raleigh. There's no way that I'm going to tell you this. And Grayson, please be very honest right now. Be, be, I need you to be brutally honest with me so we can be honest with these fans. Have I or have I not told you about almost everything in terms of football and basketball that go on at NC State? Has there been anything that I've told you that has been wrong since we started doing this show together? No, I mean, we say it all the time. We'll tell you a joke. We'll tell you a story. We ain't never going to tell you a lie. Locked on Wolfpack listeners, I want y'all to tell me. In the comments, have I ever told y'all a lie about what I know is going on within the team in terms of player movement, who we're bringing in, who we're losing, anything like that? Have I ever told y'all a lie specifically in reference to football? I'll take it a step further. I eat Thanksgiving dinner with the Burnett's, that's Thunder, D'Antonio Burnett and his family every single Thanksgiving. At the last dinner was MJ Morris and a few other players. And I have not gotten a single source that's at that dinner. And yet, every time we tell you something from this show that we're breaking and saying, hey, this is going to be the thing. This is going to be the guy. All that type of stuff. We've been right here. I have not heard a lick, a peep, a drop of nothing about KC Lee. And I wouldn't be afraid to tell you. There are some players that I have heard are going already, but that's neither here nor there. We don't need to get into that right now. The reality is simple. It's a loser's mentality to say we can't have nice things. It's a loser's mentality. I want to see what it looks like when you got him, when you got a mature Juice Vereen, when you got a mature Timmons on the outside, when you got MJ Morris in year three or four on the outside or at quarterback, you being your trigger man. You got Michael Allen and Kendrick Raphael matured as well. I want to see what this looks like when our offensive line gets better. Instead of saying that type of stuff, instead we're saying, oh, it's it's nice to get him this year in Raleigh. Is he's too nice for us? He's a Maserati amongst Volvos here, and we won't be able to keep him. Everybody has more money than us. Everybody's better than us. Oh, he said he's committed, but I don't believe it. I never believe a player in season that's talking about they're committed. Oh, stop it! That's loser stuff. That's saying I don't believe that I come from a championship stock. I don't believe. But this team is cut from a championship stock. And you can say what you want about we haven't won in but so long. Guess what? The teams that I've won championships on weren't champions either when I got there. It took the belief. It started in the locker room. And then it permeated to the fans. And if the fans right now are saying, I saw somebody the other day as well say, well, uh, well, what does KC have to stick around for? Well, even if we went out this year, just another nine and three season. How many teams in FBS football and Power Five football do you think are going to win nine games or more? How many? Grace and I have talked about this, and now there are so many teams that if you do that, they'll build you a statue. They'll name the stadium after you if you can win seven to eight games consistently throughout a season. KC is here. He is happy to be here. He belongs here. He is a member of the pack. And damn it, he's one of the best ones we've ever seen in terms of a freshman. So stop this loser talk. Stop this nonsense. 
well, we're just little old NC State. You know, we're basically UNC Raleigh still. And, you know, it hurts us to have to be with such a nice player because he's just going to stop it. He's a Wolfpacker and he's great. So stop this talk of we can't have good things because we can, we do, and we will in the future. You talk about the mindset. If you believe that you are going to fail, you are going to fail. A lot of folks have reached, I shouldn't even say a lot because I do think it's it's probably a minority more than anything else, but. Yeah, it's just a very loud minority. It's yes. just a very loud, annoying minority. But it's like, I swear that folks would rather see us implode than succeed. And if that's the case, you're not a fan. I'm sorry. And we're not on here to convince you to change your mind because ultimately we won't. But you see KC, a, a dynamite freshman, you see MJ, who is the future of this program, and the future began early this year. You got guys like Paler on the way. You're going to reassess everything in the transfer portal, I'm sure. You have year one of Robert and I. You think this is the, the, the ceiling of that? Absolutely not. You got guys like Juice Farin still learning, still growing. The best is yet to come. And so to see success here and immediately follow that with like, well, certainly this is going to blow up in our face. That is a loser mentality. In a sense, you're almost like talking somebody into leaving. Like you're, you're, yeah. you sound like you're trying to convince him to leave. I did see that Casey had mentioned in an Instagram comment that he's, he has no intention of leaving. He's locked in here. Why would he? You can talk about NIL scenarios and SEC schools and the money they have, whatever. But Casey's getting the reps. He's getting the looks. He's getting the touchdowns. He's getting the targets. He's got help on the way. He's got a quarterback that can deliver him the ball. He's got an offensive coordinator that is already scheming to get him the ball. Outside of purely just money, why would he leave? Why would he leave? The future is bright, and whether folks want to acknowledge that or not, and I know we're going to get hit with, well, it's year 11. We haven't won anything. When are we going to win something? There's something to be said for that, but to openly like wish away a good thing is crazy. It's crazy. You just got to consider like, yeah, it's okay for NC State to have nice things every now and then. And sure, we've had our struggles in getting nice things and keeping nice things. Of course, my mind immediately goes to Tommy White because I'm a baseball guy, but that is not this. This is not that. KC has a lot still ahead of him here at NC State to accomplish. And sticking here, he can find himself in some with some of the greats like the Tory Holtz the Jericho yeah. Cotteries, the list goes on, the Emeka Mezzies, you name it. He can find himself in that category because he's already off to a great start. And NC State fans shouldn't be doing anything other than appreciating what we're seeing out of him in just his freshman season. So you want to talk about recruiting guys like Jonathan Paler. That's such a beacon of light on this program Two younger guys. You have Casey's younger brother that's in consideration to come to NC State. He's also supposed to be one of them ones like to backhandedly address KC now is such just a horrible look. It's okay to experience success sometimes. Maybe some folks yeah. just don't know what to do with it. Maybe that is the issue in itself, but just we're along for the ride here. What we're seeing out of KC is greatness. And we certainly think that that is not going to stop anytime soon. As long as, as long as KC is with the Wolfpack, we cheer for him and hope he stays with the Wolfpack. I don't, I don't know what all this, oh, he just, he's going to leave us. Oh, he's, there's no way he sticks with Stop it. Stop being a dork. Stop being a dweeb. Stop. He had tons of offers and he chose state. What do y'all, th did you think that the NIL didn't exist when he was coming out of high school?
It was right there. So what what are we doing here, man? Stop it. Stop it. Knock yeah, it off. I mean, fa- fan base perception is a very real thing. You think about recruits and picking a school. A fan base is something in consideration here. If you're online and you're you're throwing out things like this, the players will see that. They're going to consider that when they're thinking about NC State. Well, their fan base, you know, they they see these guys have success and they can't even support them. Why would I go there? You know, that like that, that yeah. stuff matters. Appreciate yeah. what you have because the future can be extremely bright with guys like Casey here in the fold. We're going to round out our Monday episode with some big picture takeaways from the Clemson victory after a quick word from our sponsors. Our third sponsor today is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is simply the most fun you can have this fantasy football season. Simple to play, and you can make your picks and submit your entry in under 60 seconds. With quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types to choose from, Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. Monday night, you got the Raiders and Kenton's Detroit line. You might want to take Jared Goff to throw over two passing touchdowns. You might take Aleem McNeil to have a couple TFLs, or you might take Josh Jacobs to go over or under 80 rushing yards. With Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, starting to wrap up our Monday episode. We're going to finish out with some big picture takeaways from the 24-17 victory over Clemson. And I'll let you kick this one off. Give me your biggest picture takeaways here on Monday. Every game going forward is winnable. Every game going forward is winnable. Every game going forward is losable. Uh, We need to keep our foot on the gas when we get up. We need to increase leads and not sit on leads because at the end of the day, trusting the clock to beat teams has not historically worked out for us well. Uh, So I don't think that we should trust the workout well for us now. So that's pretty much all I got there. So I have three big picture takeaways. One, Peyton Wilson. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah. Number two, I love Salty Dave Dorn. And, you know, we we had the intro with a little ice up message out to Steve Smith. I love seeing that fire from Dave Dorn. We really only get it like once or twice a season because 98% of the time he does play things very close to the vest, professional won't give you a whole lot into what he's thinking or feeling, but that 2% where you get him fired up, that's where the magic happens. I love Dave standing up for his football team. To be realistic here, I don't even think what Steve Smith said was that bad. However, I love that Dave immediately snapped up. That's a quality I want to see in the leader of this program. And so I'm happy that Dave took that moment. And of course, it went viral on Saturday, saw it all over the place on Sunday. Have to imagine we're still going to see a lot of it here on Monday, but love to see that passion from Dave Doran. And we need that a whole lot more often uh, moving forward. And three, in the game itself, we didn't beat ourselves. It was not NC State versus NC State, and it was delightful to see. Still had some struggles offensively. When you have a guy like KC, you can overcome that. When you have a guy like MJ Morris, you can overcome that. Still some work to do in the lab, but it was enough to beat Clemson who has still a very good defense, which we highlighted last week. That's a good defense that NC State was able to beat 
And I guess in my first point, that pick from Peyton Wilson, it felt like the game changer that NC State needed to keep that momentum into finishing out that win. But this is a great win. And like you mentioned, Kenton, the rest of these four games, they're winnable and they're losable. And I said this in our live stream on Saturday. You've got to find a way to turn this Clemson win into a Miami win. You have to keep this momentum rolling because a win against Clemson is a big deal. Despite the season they're having, what they look like at a four and four record and all the hubbub that's going to be going on in Tiger town this week, NC state needed that win. They got that win. And now they have to turn that win into two wins into three wins and so on and so forth. Momentum is a hell of a drug. And I hope we keep this buzz going because this football program can be dangerous when you, when you see them put it together. And I don't want to talk in purely hypotheticals here, But when you see them put it together and they don't beat themselves and the offense can feed off of the defense and vice versa, you get a performance like you saw against Clemson. I still don't think that we've played at our max potential. And that's something to be optimistic for the rest of this season and then in seasons to come as well. So it was a great win. Of course, NC State knocks off Clemson at home 24 to 17. A lot more discussions to come from this. We have Kenton's Locked On Look of the Week coming on Tuesday. That's been a great new feature we've had going on the show. A lot of good feedback on that. I do know that men's basketball has their exhibition match. I believe it's on Wednesday. I'm going to make a good effort to be in the house for that one. So we have some basketball content to talk about. The basketball season is right around the corner, both men and women's plenty to discuss there. So of course, basketball will be a more regular feature of the show moving forward. We will see you all tomorrow again. Thank you so much for the support over the weekend. Had a lot of good numbers come for the podcast. A lot of listeners, a lot of comments, likes, subscribes. So grateful for it all. Need a whole lot more of it coming forward. I believe we hit 800. Now we're looking at 900. We ain't stopping anytime soon. Again, give us a rack. Give us a thousand. Give us more. We're trying to get to 1K and beyond. We're just warming up. We're just scratching the surface. Just wait till we get some good interviews in the mix, some more detail in the mix. This is the place to be. We appreciate all of you so much. Until tomorrow. Go pack. Go pack.